Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Mills, founder, Anchor Down Leadership LLC, as well as the head football coach at James M. Bennett High School in Salisbury, Maryland. As always, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I really appreciate you spending a little time with me. There's a lot of other things you could be doing right now. So taking the time out of your day to listen to this, I'm extremely grateful and I really do appreciate you. Hopefully you can learn something from this podcast and I would love to talk to you and hear from you your thoughts about what's said today and things I've said in the past. Just a reminder about who we are, Anchor Down Leadership is a leadership consulting group based around the idea of formalized leadership training, character development, and creating value-based leaders in a 21st century environment. We believe in our established five anchors of leadership, selflessness, commitment and competency, respect and relationships, positivity, and ownership. Last episode in part one of Change Your Mindset, we talked about the idea of process-based versus outcome-based thinking and how making that switch could help our organizations and our, pro- and our people develop. Today, we're continuing that discussion about accepting process-based thinking and how it can help you professionally and personally overcome obstacles. Furthermore, how we can use the negative outcomes we might encounter to make us better people as well as help create stronger teams and stronger organizations. So like I said, welcome to part two of changing your mindset, process-based thinking versus outcome-based thinking. We talked a little bit about what that was last week, and we're just going to dive right into it today. We're going to take a look at problem solving first. I think that's an important part of being a leader is being able to overcome situations and deal with obstacles. Process and outcome thinkers approach problem solving with very different methods and very different ways. With outcome mindsets, we only worry about making things better and solving the problem. But oftentimes as leaders, the problems we deal with are multifaceted and do not have a simple solution. Think about the problems you've dealt with as a leader. Very rarely can you just make one decision and the problem is suddenly solved. There's usually a lot of different parts to that whole when it comes to the problem. And when we're outcome-based thinking, we struggle with that a little bit. The problem will require several solutions and several different factors that need to be accounted for. With an outcome-based mindset, we won't be happy until the problem is solved. But because we are only focusing on the ultimate problem, we never get to an actual solution as we can't handle the smaller issues that make up that bigger problem. Instead, we need to have that process-based mindset. Instead of worrying about the big issue, we solve each issue incrementally. We deal with the small pieces at first. Remember last uh, episode, I told you a story about how do you eat an elephant, and the answer was one bite at a time. And that's exactly what we're talking about right now. As we solve those smaller issues that make up the bigger problem, we eventually solve the big problem. A process mindset focuses on solving each issue on their own, Whereas an outcome-based mindset only worries about the end result or the main issue. A great example of this is a buddy of mine. He's a uh, longtime uh, police officer and used to work for the city of Philadelphia. And during his time there, he had to engage in what they call SEER training or survival, evasion, resistance, and escape training. Uh, A lot of people who have been in the military have had to do the same thing. Albeit, theirs is probably a little bit more intense. But the idea is you put them in absolutely one of the most fatiguing, 
uh, difficult environments they've ever been in, and they need to learn to be, to make positive decisions, to make correct decisions in that setting. And I was talking to him about this, and he said it's one of the hardest things he ever did, and he had the fortune of going through it with a buddy of his who was a former Force Recon Marine. And one of the things that Force Recon Marine told him is, don't worry about what's at the end, just solve what's right in front of you. And my buddy relayed that to me, and that makes a lot of sense, that you know, you're exhausted, you're fatigued, and all you can think about is, I want this to end. I want the outcome to be over so I can be done with this. The problem is when you do that, you make a lot of mistakes because you're just kind of feeling sorry for yourself and being miserable. And he told me that the guys who failed that school, even though they were in the best physical shape, oftentimes couldn't solve the small problems right in front of them because they were so worried about being at the end. Instead, what he chose to do, what this Force Recon Marine taught him was, just solve that issue right in front of you. Once you figured that one out, then move on to the next one. Then move on to the next one. And it takes something that's very difficult and very complicated and very stressful and puts it into manageable bits. That's process-based thinking. We solve each problem one by one by one by one until we solve the complete problem. A lot of times our solutions aren't as simple as, well, we fix this and everything's better. Instead, so we've got to fix this and we got to fix that, and we got to fix that. We can't fix them all at the same time because that leads to a wholesale change, and maybe something doesn't need to be fixed right away. So we want to solve problems by making it into operable chunks, into solving problems little by little until we solve the complete problem. That's a, a process-based thinking versus an outcome-based thinker when it comes to problem solving. I think that helps us as leaders not get overwhelmed by problems and not get overwhelmed by issues. We've all been there. We coached a bad game. We've had a losing streak. Our, our company is losing money. Uh, people are quitting. Our employees aren't happy. How do we solve those problems? And very rarely is it a simple solution to make everything better. Instead, it's a series of solutions of solving a series of problems. And when we do that, we focus on the process of problem solving, those big problems get solved a lot quicker. Instead, when we try and solve the big problem right away, we oftentimes create a lot more problems for ourselves. And that's something we don't want to do as a leader. Now, one thing I want to talk about is how we use process-based and outcome-based thinking in our personal lives. And I think that's important as leaders, that we understand that our mindset is not just something we take to work with us. It has to become who we are as a person. If we can take care of ourselves personally, it's only going to make us better leaders. I think establishing a process-based mindset is critical in our personal lives. It allows us to deal with the individual highs and lows in our lives. Depression and anxiety are things that we all deal with and is something which I believe is truly starting to cripple our nation. People are constantly worried about what others are thinking or are stressed about events they can't control. By exercising a process-based focus in our personal lives, we know that even if we are dealing with difficulties, they're only temporary and present themselves as learning opportunities. We also know that when things in our life are going well, there's going to be downturns. So by keeping that emotional even keel, we won't suffer from those highs and lows that can be dominant in our lives. Why? Because we know that everything is part of the process of developing us as humans. We learn from the lessons of our life so that we can continuously find ways to be better at life and to be better humans. 
Furthermore, we understand that the things we want usually only provide us with a temporary feeling of joy. When we physically exhaust ourselves trying to achieve some sort of outcome, we usually burn out and fall short, which leads to all sorts of emotional issues. Or if we do achieve that outcome, we realize it's just a temporary thing, right? Think about when you were a kid. We all had that toy we wanted, whether it was a bike, whether it was an action figure, whatever it might be, a, a gaming system. We've all had that thing as a child we absolutely wanted. And then we got it. Hopefully, hopefully you got it and experienced that moment of joy where, yes, I got this toy I wanted. I got this thing that I wanted. And it was awesome. How long did you continue to play with that toy? How often did you continue to use it? Usually used it a bunch at first, right? All the time. And then you kind of got away from it. Why? Because something else caught your interest, right? We do the same thing as adults. We do the same thing as humans. We want, we want, we want. And when we achieve it, it's just not what we thought it would be. Or we're so focused on achieving it, we lose sight of the process of getting there, which causes problems. A, a buddy of mine recently bought a car and there was a car he really wanted. He found the dealer, he went up and he bought the car and he realized that he was so focused on buying the car, he maybe didn't pay as much attention to the paperwork. And the car uh, dealership may have pulled a few things over on him and it's gonna end up costing him more money. He's a smart dude. And there are things I think he could have caught if he had just, you know, been paid more attention. But instead, oh, the car. And he wanted to get back home. He's worried about the outcome of getting the car home. There's a little bit of a drive. And he missed the process of actually signing the papers. He can recover, fortunately, and he has learned from that lesson, which all process-based thinkers should do. But it's unfortunate that that happened to him because he got so enamored with achieving the outcome of owning the car. Also, being process-focused forces us as individuals into humility, which, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated character traits. When we understand that everything is a process, we know that outcomes are only temporary. We know we will make mistakes, right? I know I'm really high right now. I'm doing things really well. I know that I'm going to make a mistake eventually. Or I've made several mistakes, but I know I'm going to get better at them. Therefore, when we do experience success, we don't become convinced of our own grandeur. Just because we won a championship, we don't think we're the greatest coach, right? Or just because our company made more money than it's ever made doesn't mean we're all of a sudden the world's greatest businessmen. We won't start to believe our own hype. And I'll get on hype on another time. That's, that's another story for another time. We will remain humble and make sure we focus on continuing to learn and get better. An example is uh, Caesar in ancient Rome, right? He would go to these battles and he would conquer the foe and they would come back. They'd have this great parade for him. He's expanding the borders of Rome. In his chariot, as he's riding down the main thoroughfare and people are cheering his name, Hail Caesar, Hail Caesar, he would have somebody whisper in his ear, Remember thou art mortal. Remember thou art mortal. The idea behind it was, Listen, Caesar, you've done these great things, but don't forget, you're still human and you can still make mistakes. And I think that's important that we do that to ourselves. We must remember that we aren't mortal because arrogance can cause us to make mistakes we wouldn't normally make. We could take something great, a relationship, a business, a team, and quickly drive it into the ground just because we think we're better than everyone else. We all know that person who just thinks their stuff doesn't stink, right? They think they're really good at what they do or they know they're really good at what they do. We don't like to spend time with those people, right? 
it's not an enjoyable experience being around them. And sometimes we kind of take pleasure when they do make a mistake. We don't want to be that person. So how do we avoid becoming that person? We remember that things are a process and not an outcome. Even though we're doing really well with something right now, doesn't mean it's always going to be going so hot. So that keeps us humble, keeps us growing, and keeps us developing. Don't let pride take your focus away from the development. Maintain that humility and continue to develop your process. Continue to grow and get better in who you are. I think another great side effect of becoming a process-based thinker is once it happens, you get a huge boost of confidence and increased decision-making, which is vitally important for us as leaders, but is also very important for us as humans. Many of us struggle with what I call paralysis by analysis. When we have too much information and we are so afraid to make the wrong decision that we make no decision, and that is often much, much deadlier to us as a person and to our organizations. But that's a much more in-depth discussion for another time. We'll have another one where we talk about decision-making. Once you realize that mistakes and obstacles are simply learning opportunities, you won't be so worried about making the wrong decision, as even if something goes south, you can learn and adapt from it. This takes a lot of the anxiety out of decision-making and allows us to see things a little clearer. I found that once this occurs, your decision-making process becomes much more decisive and you also have increased good decisions. I firmly believe that as humans, most of the time, and I say most of the time, we know what the right decision is. We know what we're supposed to do. But we're so worried about making the wrong decision that we don't do what we what we think we should do. You know, trust your gut, your instinct, whatever you want to call it. You know, most of us as leaders have gotten to our positions because we're smart people. We know what's going on. But we paralyze ourselves because we don't want to make the wrong decision. So we make no decision, and that's problematic in and of itself. But when you become process-oriented, it frees up a lot. of It takes that burden of the wrong decision off your shoulders. It makes you more decisive, and you see increased positive growth from your decisions. You become more confident in your abilities, which makes you a stronger person and a much better leader. Because you already innately know the right thing to do, usually, or the right decision to make, when you become process-based and you're less worried about negative outcomes of decisions, you make that decision that you believe in most, and more often than not, it ends up being the right decision. And you go, huh, I actually know what I'm doing. And you gain that confidence, you become more decisive, and that's what we want to be as leaders. We want to be decisive. We want to be confident. We want our people to trust us and say, hey, they know what they're doing. They are making decisions, and those decisions are working out more often than not. And even when we do make a wrong decision, we don't hang our head and say, woe is me, and feel sorry for ourselves. We say, okay, what can we learn from that decision, and let's move on. Okay, Let's learn from those mistakes and go and make it better. And that's what great leaders do. They have that confidence. They have that swagger, so to speak, without becoming arrogant like we just talked about. right? And they make those decisions in the best way and the most efficient way possible. And their organizations grow and grow and grow and become extremely successful. Now that said, all this is great, right? All of this is, we want to be focused on the process. We want to be focused on the development of our people. We don't want to get too high. We don't want to say, hey, we won this championship. We're good. We want to keep grinding, right? That's a, that's a word I can't stand 
but we'll talk about that later. We want to keep getting better. We want to be hyper-focused on the process. We can't forget to enjoy the moment. I think this is important for us as humans. Life is full of joy. And sometimes if you're totally, completely focused on the process, you miss those moments of joy. We're not actually enjoying the process. We're not enjoying the journey. It can burn us out as leaders, and that makes us much worse. You know, two great examples. I was having a uh, conversation with a Hall of Fame high school coach uh, who's won multiple state championships, won a national championship as a high school coach. So he obviously has the resume of success. But he even he admitted sometimes he was too focused on the process and missed out really enjoying the successes that his players and his team had. And that spoke to me. And I said, we want to enjoy the journey. We want to enjoy the process of getting better, of achieving that success. We don't want that to be our total end goal. We don't want to be totally focused on the outcome. Hey, we won our championship. We're good. But let's enjoy that championship for a little bit. Let's embrace it and say, hey, our hard work is paying off. We get back to work, but we enjoy it in the moment. Another great example is Urban Meyer. And I know there's some different thoughts about Coach Meyer, uh, but he certainly is successful on the field. His resume speaks for himself, for, his, for itself. But twice now, he has resigned at the height of his game because he was so burned out. Because I believe Coach Meyer became so focused on the process of getting better that his teams were successful, but he wasn't truly enjoying that success. He was always thinking about the next way to get better. And he never enjoyed those times in the moment. And I think that wore on him emotionally and physically. And I think it's important that we keep that in mind and we truly enjoy the experience while we're focused on developing our process and growing our people to always get better, we can't forget to enjoy the journey and the joy in its accomplishment. Life should be full of joy, and those accomplishments, those successes should bring you joy. Watching your players be successful is one of the ultimate joys you can have. Watching your employees be at the top of their game is one of the ultimate joys you can have as a leader because it means the process is working. But we can't forget to enjoy that journey and take that joy in. We don't let those accomplishments be our end goal, but just another step, albeit an awesome step, in our personal and organizational growth. So enjoy it in the moment. Let it be you know, proof that what you're doing is working. Don't settle. Don't become focused on that outcome, but enjoy it in the moment and take joy in the journey. Take joy in the process. That's something that I think a lot of people miss, which I think is something we need to do. So now the question I always get is, oh, all this stuff's philosophical, but where is it practical? And, and I think we've got a great, uh, great example of practical outcome-based versus process-based happening to us right now. COVID-19, y'all may have heard about this thing. I, I don't know, coronavirus, some call it if you haven't heard that, uh, has been a thing that's impacted all of us significantly in all facets of our life, from our professional lives, our private lives, our, uh, you know, what we do in our spare time, all that's been affected. And to be quite honest, we don't really have an accurate assessment of when we're going to be out of the woods on this thing. You know, there's a lot of different opinions out there that a, a lot of us espouse to, and all of them are both correct and incorrect at the same time. Just get on social media, believe me, and there's a thousand different opinions out there, all of which are right according to their thinkers and all of which are wrong according to the people who disagree. Because of that, and there's no clear picture of what's going on, many people have anxiety about this whole thing. So how do we react to this as a leader? An outcome-based mindset would simply be focused on when are we done or 
When is this quarantine over so we can get back to work? Because their actions require the finality of the outcome of COVID. What they want to do is dependent on what COVID is doing. However, process-minded leaders instead are focusing on what they can do now. They're adapting their processes to become more digital. They're finding new techniques to help develop their people, maintain profitability, guaranteeing that when this whole thing is done, they can just hit the ground running. That when this whole COVID-19 deal is over, they haven't missed a beat and they can keep being successful. They're not waiting for the end of COVID to get started. They're working right now. Great leaders understand that although COVID is a huge obstacle, they need to find ways to overcome and adapt because this is all part of the process. The size of the obstacle does not matter. It's all part of the process and we have to deal accordingly. I mean, I'm a first year head coach. I got the job in December and COVID hit in March. I don't even have a season right now. We're not playing in the state of Maryland. We hope to play in the spring, but even then, I'm not totally sure that's going to happen. I haven't seen most of my guys since March, except for a three-week span in July that we had to end. We have a ton of things we want to do. We want to put uh, new offensive schemes and new defensive schemes, new special teams, and we can't wait to get on the field and do it with them, but we can't. So we have to adapt. I can't wait until our next preseason to start coaching. So we're adapting and doing things we've never done before so that we can still work with our guys in some capacity. I don't know if these are going to be successful, but I'm pretty sure it will be. Why? Because we're focusing on growing our players mentally in a time where they cannot work physically. Okay, We, we can't get with them and work physically, so let's grow their mental capabilities. And I firmly believe because that no one ever lost a game because they were too prepared. So we're taking the time to sharpen the axe, so to speak. If you don't know that analogy, look it up. It's a great story about Abraham Lincoln, about sharpening the axe. Another example outside of athletics are restaurants. In, in our area, almost immediately, indoor seating was limited. In many places, it still is. But carryout was allowed. I saw many restaurants immediately started offering carryout that never had before. Some of my favorite restaurants were dine-in only. All of a sudden, they're offering carryout. And I thought this was awesome. Was it new? Absolutely. Was it a challenge to them? Definitely. But they adapted and made it work. Likewise, outdoor seating was offered again early on. So they said, you can only have so many people indoor, but you can have more people outdoor. Several restaurants around me created outdoor seating areas, even if it was just a roped off area of their parking lot. Not ideal, right? I don't want to go sit in a parking lot, but you know what? We need to adapt. Here's an opportunity to get people back in our doors. It was an at, well, not back in their doors, but at least eating food from their restaurant, right? It was an adaptation to overcome the obstacles they were facing. They were process thinking because they realized that this would allow them to continue to grow their business in this challenging time. There was also some restaurants that didn't do this and whined and complained. Oh, the politicians are, are killing my business. The politicians are taking money out of my pocket. And what I saw was those businesses that said, we're going to adapt and change our process, continue to have people showing up and purchasing their food. And the restaurants that whined and complained didn't. And some of them are starting to close. Again, process-based versus outcome-based. Those restaurants that were outcome-based said, we need COVID to end so that we can make money. Those process-based restaurant owners said, no, we're going to find a way to make money 
even in this pandemic. So during this time of COVID and pandemic, don't focus on how bad things are. There's plenty of people doing that, right? Instead, be process-driven and ask yourself, what can I do differently? How can I help my organization get better right now? What new innovative idea can I develop that will allow me and my team to grow? Don't say it can't be done right now. Go and make it happen. Find a way to be successful. In summary, process-based thinking can not only help us as leaders, but can also help us as individuals become stronger. We can develop strong processes in our personal lives and learn to manage our emotions, as well as make better, clearer personal decisions. Likewise, using a process-based mindset, we know that obstacles are only temporary, the size of them doesn't matter, and are a significant part of the process of development and excellence. We have to experience those obstacles in order to grow as a process-based thinker. So when bad things happen, you don't get too upset. You say, what can I learn from this situation? And when good things happen, you enjoy them in the moment, right? We talked about that. Hey, you enjoy them in the moment, but you realize bad things might happen as well. So we need to keep increasing our process to minimize bad things happening. We don't get too high and we don't get too low. We stay somewhere in the middle, which then allows us to be clear decision makers and allows us to have confidence in what we do. Using a process-based mindset, we know these obstacles are only temporary and are part of our process. Embrace the challenges. Let them guide you in developing new ideas and techniques. I talked about that lump of clay in a previous episode, right? If I just throw this clay on the table and stare at it, it's not going to do anything. Instead, I need to take my hands and shape it into something great. That's what challenges do to us. That's what obstacles do. They guide us in developing new ideas and techniques. They encourage us to try something new and different because it may help our people grow in a new way we never thought possible. Challenges such as COVID-19 are temporary, but how we react to those challenges and what we do with them have much longer lasting consequences. We can either allow the challenges to shape us and help us grow, or we can allow the obstacles to break us. Which one do you want for yourself and your organization? Again, thanks for listening. I hope I've given you something to think about. I know I threw a lot at you and it might take some time to process. Uh, but if you have any questions, comments, concerns, get up with me. My contact info is on screen. You see Twitter at Dustin W. Mills. That's my personal or at AD underscore leadership. Facebook at Anchor Down Leadership. Instagram at AD underscore leadership. My email, Dustin at AnchorDownLeadership.com. Or our website, AnchorDownLeadership.com. You can contact me any of those ways. Would love to hear from you. Love to get your feedback or anything else you think is pertinent. Maybe some things to talk about in future episodes. And as always, if you'd like to have Anchor Down Leadership work with you, your staff, your team, your business, or anybody else, we'd love to do that. Just get up with us. We can do it virtually. We can do it in person. We can figure something out. So we'd love to work with you. Thank you again. All right. And as always, be sure to challenge the status quo. Think outside the box. Keep finding new ways to challenge yourself and anchor down to your core values. Have a great week, everybody.